Welcome to the Full 360 with Robin and John. So Robin, you and I like trying new things and, you know, pushing boundaries and... That we do, John. That right? We do. And yeah. we're, we're about to push the boundary on this podcast again. Oh, man. Beyond the traditional format that we do and those bonus six-pack episodes. Okay. The idea of this one is that we present two facts that we've prepared for the episode independently. Okay. I don't know your fact, you don't know mine. Right. And somehow, through some mental wizardry... <laughs> mental wizardry, I love it. <laughs> we are going to connect the two facts on a profound level. Will okay. it work? I have no idea. But we're going to try. But we're going to try. And really, try. that's what it's all about, right? That Life's is. all about just trying. That is. That is. Some yeah. of the greatest discoveries in the world have just been people trying stuff. Well, here we go. Let's go for one of the greatest discoveries. We'll set the bar that high. That's where the bar is. Okay. Here we go. After you, sir. Oh, thanks so much. Um, Okay. Uh, John, uh, fin whales. Uh, Fin whales are the second largest whale, uh, which makes them a pretty big whale. Really big. Really loud, too. They have the loudest call in the world. You know, the whales will make... Well, wow. I guess whale sounds and, and okay. talk to each other. Um, the, the, <laughs> the strange thing, if they made chicken sounds. <laughs> I, I wanted to say language, but I'm not sure it qualifies. I'm not anyway. Um, it might do. It might yeah. do. Yeah, um, they're they're so loud that uh, a male fin whale's call uh, to track to attract a mate can travel as far as 1,000 kilometers underwater. Holy! What, that's that like. A, um, that's like from like Canada s- to California. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, I guess about six hundred miles. Um, wow, a thousand kilometers sounds further, but I mean, still, it's really far, right? Um, yeah. which is amazing, and 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 that effect alone is amazing. But it can also travel through rock, and and scientists are are looking into it now because. It turns out that the call from a male fin whale is actually almost as effective as underwater sonar for, for you know, seeing what's under the Earth's crust. So, so the vibration, yeah, uh, the frequency of that yeah. sound, yeah, is is giving. Did you say the U.S. Navy? Um, not specifically the U.S. Navy, but scientists around the world. They they have oh, okay. these underwater uh, these underwater sonar stations that um that they use to to you know um for like seismology and um and and really for seeing what's underneath the um the ocean floor um and one of the most effective ways up until recently for measuring what's under the ocean floor has been using an air gun like a big you know like i guess it would be a navy-sized air gun um, but it's very bad for the environment. It turns out, though, that whales are, the fin whale in particular, is almost as effective. Oh, I love it. And it's not as damaging to... Not as damaging to the, the environment. Cre- so, yeah. so the sea creatures are just like, oh, it's just a fin whale. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and just carry on as normal. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Imagine being able to, like, make a sound that traveled a thousand, a thousand kilometers right? across the ocean. I, it's That's it's powerful. hard to power very powerful and and I don't and I like I I wonder like 
I mean, obviously they don't, they don't think the way people think, but the, the size and scope of that, I, I wonder if that actually occurs to them. Yeah, I have, that's a good question. I have, I mean, to them, it's probably the equivalent of when one of you is in the bathroom and the other one is downstairs and you're like, did you buy toothpaste? <laughs> and then the other person's like, what? I'm like, toothpaste. <laughs> Check the drawer. And then, <laughs> and then we know we're at the limit of what we can hear. Right. <laughs> and I'm they not, know, I... oh, he must be actually uh, on, the, on the border of Mexico. He's not going <laughs> right. to hear that. And it's probably a good thing that people can't do that, you know. That, yeah, because uh, it does get obnoxious. I also find, you know, when I want to communicate with somebody, it, the, doing it over that kind of distance, it really takes a lot away from the connection human being to yes. human being, you know? Like, yes. I, I actively am now trying not to shout across the house, even if... <laughs> Even if it's convenient in the moment to find out if we have toothpaste, right? I, I, I'm really trying to like walk across because I don't know. I mean, there's something about that, like the distance and well, I think the disconnection. Uh, people, people need the immediate. They need the presence of the other person. I think that's something that we're finding during the pandemic too. Is like, can you imagine going through something like this without video chats? Like yeah, if, yeah. if it was just solely we've got say text messages and the phone, it yeah. would be it would have been a very different experience last year. Oh my um, gosh. All the grandkids and the grandparents. Yeah. So many people being completely isolated. Yeah. Because there is something to be said for, for actually seeing the person that you're talking to and, and you yeah. know you know, humans unlike whales, um are are so reliant on little facial cues and mannerisms and even like the you know the tone of a person's voice when they're speaking if you're shouting across a room hard to capture a, an intimate tone doing that yeah you can and and we do like you're right i mean video video phone calls uh i think that's what kids are calling them these days <laughs> those young um you know they're they're awkward right at first and right. of course they're not the same as sitting on oh, a chair course. opposite somebody but they're they're so much closer because of like you yeah. can get that feeling right right and i think that's the key isn't it like you can't get a feeling across a house right. apart from anger i can pick that up oh yeah no, <laughs> but anger's but, happen that. <laughs> but it, you can't pick up the the you can't get a feeling of what the person's saying. You just get right. the information, and the right. the whales. I imagine the fin whales through their through their intricate sounds and their sensitivities to those sounds that they've evolved. Especially if it's a mating call, right. they're they're picking up on those those sensitive frequencies, and they can read that better. Whereas we right. we're we're a lot more close contact, aren't we, human beings? We are, yeah. Uh, on that note, did you want to give yours a swing? Okay, let's go for it. So my, right. my fact for you is that there was a paper um, put out there about four or five years ago by some researchers, and the, um, the paper was all about reading the manual. The, the paper was about reading the manual? Well, or 
to be more specific. Oh, I see. Like any manual. About not reading a manual and just going for it with your new equipment. So the actual title of the paper is Life is Too Short to RTFM, which stands for Read the Field Manual, Robin, (laughs) Field Manual. (laughs) Colon, how users relate to documentation and excess features in consumer products. So through two large surveys, they managed to find out that most people, not surprisingly, don't read the manual when they get something. Uh, This could be a a new computer, a phone, uh, a device. And they've also found that a lot of people don't use a lot of the features that some of these things, these very clever machines can do, they just use a couple of them and then have, and have no idea of all these other extra features and things. Yeah, I, I can relate. You know, I, I, got a, I bought a razor a little while ago, um, had four pieces, including the handle. Um, didn't read the manual. Uh, it was only two little pages, a little tiny booklet that came with the razor. And uh, for about two straight months, I was putting that razor together improperly. Uh, which wouldn't have been a big deal, except that I was cutting, just just cutting myself to shreds every time. And yeah. I was about to throw the razor away <laughs> when I noticed uh, that the label was on backwards and entirely oh, my wow. doing. Had I only read the manual, which I did not do. I mean... I'm I'm reeling from this uh, this bombshell. <laughs> you went two months, but I mean not not because it's not something I would also have done. Right? No, I'd never do that. No, no, I no, I would also do that. Oh, you would. for sure? Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's probably tons of things that I have in my home that I've thrown the manual away or recycled right. it and never used the features. Right. I only just noticed the other day that the oven that we have has a <laughs> roast feature. Oh, what a what a handy feature. And there was me going to throw in uh, throw in a chicken or something and right. bake it like a fool like when a this fool. super clever oven can roast. Wow. wow. Yeah, I'm going to roast it on the bake setting. <laughs> anyway, okay. I I think it I think it's really interesting to think about why I wouldn't or we wouldn't read a manual about something that's obviously very complex. And they've suggested a couple of possibilities. Um, And one of them is that we don't have much experience or training in reading to do. And what they call read to do is where you read something just for the purpose of figuring out how to do something. Mm. We have experience in read to learn like maybe a study book in school or university or whatever where you're like okay i'm going to read about something i'm interested in and i'm going to learn about it it could be a biography learning about a person but an actual like a reading to do like an action or something you're going to learn that you're going to physically put into practice we tend to shy away from either because we haven't learned how the the skill of it or because we would rather try it out in the real world, make mm. mistakes ourselves, and then also ask a friend, ask a colleague, like, hey, do you, I can't get this thing to work, can you tell me? Right. And people surveyed would rather try it out and make mistakes or ask a friend than read the manual. Huh. 
I, I, I can't even argue that because I, I, I know that that's true of me, right? Like, that's, <laughs> yeah, me that's, too. You know, um, and so, but I wonder, like, just in, in trying to take it back to, to our first fact, like, mm-hmm. I wonder if it, it yes. is a, it, at the very core a communication, a communication thing with how people communicate. Because to sit and read a book on how to do something and then go and do it, it it's, it's a very solitary activity. You're the whale in the middle of the ocean, just, you know, like, right. you're all alone. But but to to go to your friend or your neighbor or your family member and, and ask them to show you how to do something, that, that's a much more uh, interactive, direct, in-your-face kind of communication. Um, and I, you, you hear it all the time from people, I learn by doing, you know, or I, yeah. or I, you know, I have to see someone do it and then I'll know how to do it. Um, but the thought of actually reading about how to do it is, is you know that's that's completely foreign well it's such a purely mental process isn't it like you've got to put it these is. words into yeah. your brain reorganize them so that they make sense specifically to you and how you right. organize thoughts and put words together and then you've got to somehow magically transform those into new actions and new types of interacting mm-hmm. whereas i think we we're so much more feeling Creatures. I mean, yeah. we think for sure, and we Absolutely. think about things. We think this and think that, have ideas and opinions. But I don't know about you. A lot of those things I actually process better or more naturally on a feeling kind of kind of approach. Yep. So it's like, oh well, I feel like this is going to work like this, or I feel like um, as opposed to I don't know, just something that's very logical maybe it's to do with the two parts of our brain as well but um maybe but, but i would say like like you said when you're sharing the experience with somebody else then you can pick up so much more on un, unspoken levels almost Absolutely. about like you can see oh this person they handle this machine you know the yeah. way they're using it um and you you just learn that stuff just by watching it or you ask them a specific question and then they answer it a different way and that gives you even more information. And I I think, uh, I mean, not unlike this podcast, right, where we take something and and discuss it and we put our own spin on it. Um, We're coming into this with very little information to begin with, just, you know, interesting interesting little facts and and bits of information and, and we craft something around that Man, I know we didn't read an instruction manual, you know. You know, but there's yeah. a, there's a, there's a satisfaction in putting your own spin on something too. There's um, um, then, yeah, I don't know what the word would be, but well, there's uh, a cre- which is ironic, a, really. <laughs> well, it is the word creativity because right. I think like there's there's a creativity that comes like when we're doing this podcast or when yeah. you're engaged with somebody trying to figure out a solution. Right. You know, you can you can be creative and that's a collaborative yeah, experience collaborative. as well. Yeah. And we really are two heads are better than one. Yeah. So the collaborative learning, like whether it's how to use a device, whether it's how to communicate in a way that works better. Yeah. Um, or how to do a podcast where you actually discover something new. Um like it's that. a cre- it's yeah. a creative act. It is. It is. Yeah. So, 
let's just, uh, you know, keep talking. We don't need to shout across the ocean. <laughs> no shit. You know where your toothpaste is, John? I think so. Okay, good. <laughs> Well, that was great, Robin. One of our very best, John. And if you want to hear more, you should come over to patreon.com slash thefull360 and join us for our bonus episodes. Weekly posts. And good vibe community. And what was that address again, John? Patreon.com slash thefull360.